You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Over the years, we've spoken a lot about some of the longest surviving teams and long-standing sponsorships in cycling, from Lotto in Belgium to Movistar in Spain, who recently celebrated 40 years in the sport. But another team celebrating 30 years in the sport this year is AG2R La Mondiale Citroën, or AG2R La Mondiale Citroën. They started in 1992 as Chazal. Chazal was a charcuterie firm, and the whole team was built then and is now around one man, the man who runs it, Vincent Lavenu. Lavenu himself was a modest professional rider who started his career very late, and Chazal initially came in to support him with individual sponsorship. And then together, in 1992, they launched a team, that team became Petit Casino, and in the mid-90s, they even launched a crowdfunding appeal to keep going. Before, in 1997, AG2R came on board, and the team became known as Casino AG2R Prévoyance. In 2000, it became known simply as AG2R, in 2008 as AG2R La Mondiale, and finally, in 2021, as AG2R Citroën. We all know that Citroën make cars, but AG2R is a huge insurance company based in Paris, not a particularly well-known company, says Francois, and always with a reputation for being discreet but efficient, but for whom the cycling sponsorship seems really to have worked. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been around for so long. They've, over the years, had one Giro podium, three Tour de France podiums. They've won four tours down under, one Terreno Adriatico, two Dauphines, one Paris-Nice, and one Tour de Suisse. They haven't won a monument, but they have won the Amstel Gold Race, Flesh Wallone, and Paris Tour. In this episode of Kilometer Zero, we're looking at a team that appears to really be run as a family affair. We'll hear from some of the current and former riders, but first, the man who has run it from day one, Vincent Lavenu, who spoke to Francois on the rest day. So it all started when the modest rider you were found a personal sponsor named Alain Chazal, wasn't it? Oui, si, si on, on regarde, ça part même d'un peu plus loin que ça. Ça part euh, que je suis passé professionnel déjà sur le tard. I started riding late, at 21, after the army, and I didn't have a chance to become a pro before 27, in teams which were going nowhere. I was labelled unemployable, but I hung in there. I also passed my coaching degrees at the same period. I really had an urge to look after a team. At the end of my career, I met Alan Chazal, the head of a charcuterie firm who was sponsoring Chambry Cycling Club. I asked him to become my personal sponsor, to be able to join a small Swiss team. When I asked Chazal if we could launch our own team, he said yes. Nobody else believed in it. Chazal told me in 1994 that he could not go on, and I was very worried about the future of the team until Casino accepted to become our sponsors on my birthday in 1995. At the time, we asked fans to help fund the team. It was crowdfunding ahead of its time. Casino invested more money to help us make it in the tour. But then in 1998 came the Festina scandal, and the image of cycling was extremely bad, and Casino told us they were not going ahead. That's when AG2R, who were our second partner, took over. From then on, our history was linked to AG2R. And last year, when I told them we needed a second major sponsor to continue our progression, they said they understood and said OK. You were one of the first teams to hire Estonians, Latvians or Kazakhs. When you don't have the means to hire the best amateurs or best pros, you have to look elsewhere and keep your eye on what's going on. I saw that this guy, Jan Kersipu, 
was winning sprints in Belgium and he was riding for ACBB in Paris. So I called them and he accepted to become a trainee with us. I sent him to three hard races in Italy and he didn't want to finish any of them. I was getting worried and in despair I sent him to Paris Bourges. He won the sprint ahead of Abdou Japarov, Ludwig and Nielsen, the best sprinters of the time. He was really faithful to the team, winning 124 races for us. With him, we knew we would get 20 wins a year, and it was a great safety net. Arturus Kasputis also remained true to the team and is still a director sportif. There were other great names in the team like Vinokurov. Vinokurov was actually discovered by Gilles Mass, one of our DS and scouts, who went to the tour of Malaysia and told us the Kazakhs there were amazing and were hoping to turn pro. I said we could not hire them just then, but they could come over to France and join Saint-Étienne club Gilles Mass was looking after. Then Vino joined us and started winning races. He was a real champion, there is no doubt about it, whatever happened next. Then Telecom offered him five times what he was getting with us, and we let him go. You have a reserve team, Chambéry CF. Yes, it's a structure we launched exactly 20 years ago. The idea came from Loic Farnette, who told me we should establish a link between the pro team and the amateur clubs and riders in the Chambry area. We agreed to do it and ASO were partners at the time. The idea was to make it possible to continue with their studies while having a chance to turn pro if they wished. It was difficult at the start, but now we receive 80 applications every year from all over the world. It became a real reserve from the team with riders like Roman Bardet, Pierre Latour, Benoit Cosmefoir, or Aurelien Paris-Pant. I'm very proud of this. It's getting more difficult now. We are being attacked because junior riders are really sought after. So it's difficult to tell our riders that they will not turn pro before two or three years. I don't know how long this trend for young riders will last, but I'm not sure it's great when you see teams signing up to four or five juniors when they will probably sack half of them in the end. We keep believing that it takes time to develop riders physically and mentally, and we stick to that view. Not every rider has the same physical maturity. When Quinn Simmons became junior world champion and signed for Trek, he had the physique of a 25-year-old. What is your great goal for the fourth decade of the team? Win a Grand Tour? We came close a number of times. Jean-Christophe Perrault was second in the Tour de France and Roman Bardet second and third. Now we are rebuilding the team, but it's everyone's dream. It's difficult because cycling is now an international sport with Slovenians, Ecuadorians, Australians and soon Africans. But a Frenchman will make it. And if it's an AD2R rider, it will be even better. We had the chance to sign Greg Van Avermaet, who is a great rider and a great guy, very humble. But our DNA remains Grand Tours and stage races. Because we live with mountains around us and great climbs are what we cherish. We're glad we signed Ben O'Connor, who will be our GC leader for years to come. And Aurelian Paris-Pant is growing well. But we are already working on the future with strong young climbers. Simon Gerrans, the Australian rider, rode for AG2R between 2005 and 2007. How did you come to join that team? So my last year racing in amateur, I was racing for a French amateur squad out of Nantes and living in Angers. And I actually first met Vincent Lavenue in 2004 when the Tour de France was going into Angers. And I was already having a pretty good season with the amateurs. And I met uh, Vincent there and he agreed to take me on as a stagiaire at the end of that season. So then you know, I had a new goal towards the end of the year of, of really performing well during my period as a stagiaire. And I can sort of continue to perform well that season as an amateur. So as soon as I started my stagiaire role, he sort of said, notified 
yes, listen, we're going to give you a contract. And really that team was my whole sort of support network and whatnot as I first sort of entered the professional peloton. And they really looked after me as a foreigner in that team. I think I was, there was a couple of other English speakers there at the time. There was Mark Scanlon and Philip Dignan as well in the team and a few other foreigners as well that they were used to. They had um, Erki Puttep, who was Estonian. They had Jan Kersipu years before, but I was the first Australian they'd ever signed. So it was a bit of a new experience for them, I guess, to have an Australian in the team, but they were really good with me. They really looked after me those uh, first few years. After my first year with the team, they offered me a contract extension for two years, so I ended up staying for three years with the team. And ever since I left them, I've always really sort of kept in contact, kept in touch throughout the rest of my career with the with Vincent Avenue and much of the staff who were still in that organisation from when I was there. So they were really good with me. I sort of left on good terms and, and maintained good terms with that organisation since. And how important is Lavenu? I mean, what kind of a boss is he? And, you know, is, is it thanks to him that the team has lasted as long as it has? Oh, very much so. And I think he's probably a boss that's probably relaxed a little bit over throughout his, his tenure uh, managing that organisation. Um, but he was a guy that was aware of everything going on. You know, there wasn't a day go by that I don't think he had a, the race going on at the service course where the team was competing. And he was very in tune with all the riders, what they were doing, how they were performing. Um, and you get to a race, you know, he's trying to spend a bit of time with each of the riders. So I think that was just his style of management to make sure that he was very much in tune with the whole level of what was going on within the organisation, the team. And it's a real credit to him, the fact that he's had that team you know, going for so many years and performing at such a high level for so long. I mean, um, you rode for, for lots of big teams, international teams. The French teams sometimes get a bit of a, a bad rap and, and often because they are overwhelmingly French. Is that unfair, do you think? Well, you know, I guess you look at the French teams and there were some, um, you look at the, the positives and the negatives about the way the French teams are run. But for me, as my first professional team, it was a great, great opportunity. We weren't in, the, at the time, the pro tour. They were one level down. I can't remember what that was called at the time. But um, it meant our racing program was a real nice mix of sort of French cups and things like that where I could sort of get some experience of really racing, but they were still getting invitations to the biggest races on the calendar as well, like Paris-Nice, like the Dauphiné, like the Tour de France. And I had the opportunity to race in the Tour de France in my first season professional, as well as do races of a, a whole level. And it was a team that when you really stepped up and you were doing well, you got support, but also they made sure that every team on the rider had opportunities too. So for me at that point in my professional career, it was a really, it was a really good experience. And the company AG2R, of course, have been one of the longest standing sponsors in cycling. How much did you have contact with them and how much did you feel that they were involved with the team and what was there a pressure in the team as well? Or, or you mentioned that, that uh, Vance has become more relaxed, but at the time, did, did, was it quite a, a high-pressure environment? I think at the time, you know, I didn't probably feel it quite so much as a foreigner in the team because you know, I was probably a little bit oblivious to, to what was going on. But, but Vincent was a guy that, you know, you could see he really carried the pressure of the organisation. And you could see how sort of that really built up to the key races of the year, like Paris-Nice, like Dauphiné and the Tour. Um, but for me, it was always fantastic. I never really felt like I received big pressure from, from Vincent or the, the rest of the directors. I think coming into that team, new to the team, um, I was probably performing beyond their expectations the whole time. So everything was kind of a bonus. As far as uh, AG2R goes, Listen, I think they were always a fantastic sponsor, always very supportive of Vincent. And I guess as riders, you really never felt like too much of a presence from them. They were always just that you know, support network in the background that were really looking after the team. 
And finally, Simon, what was your what would you say was your highlight of your time with AG2R? Oh, I had some fantastic moments with with AG2R. Um, I guess real, a real standout moment for me is I'll never forget my second sort of appearance at the Tour de France, uh, being part of the team where we're defending the yellow jersey of, of Cyril Dessel, being in the team there where Sylvain Casati won a stage two. I never, I just remember, never forget that moment of sort of riding on the front of the peloton through the Pyrenees, defending the lead of, of Cyril Dessel, and you know just the camaraderie he had in the team at that time. Um, it's a real standout, standout moment for me in that team. Oliver Nassen, the Belgian classic specialist, joined the French team in 2017. You've been with the team a long time. What is it about this team that has been a happy home for you? Uh, the family-like aspect, I'd say, yeah. That's how I'd describe it. And is that something that you were aware of from the beginning, or has it changed over the years that you've been with the team? A lot of things have changed, of course, with, uh, with Roma leaving, and um, like for the Tour de France team especially, with Greg coming over for, uh, for a classic Everything changes that's, that, like it is in uh, any team. But uh, at start, it was a bit different for me, of course, because I was just I just turned pro and my team, I am stopped. So I wasn't in a position to call all teams and just like take my choice. But uh, AG2R was the, were the first ones to call and it turned out for me. And Vincent Lavenu has been in charge all the, all the way through. You know, what, what kind of a, a boss is he and how important is he in, in uh, setting the tone, establishing the DNA of the team? He's the boss, huh? So... He's the most important. It's, it's thanks to him, thanks to his, uh, his val- values and virtues that, uh, that the team still exists and has existed for so long. He decides what direction we go and, and the future of the team. Also, yeah, the DNA of the team, of course, is, is the mountains where he's also from, the GCs and, and stage races. That's what it's all about and that's, that's, of course, his decision. I'm very lucky and happy that he also decided to be more interested in one-day racing and, uh, and Belgian classics. But I guess you, you were, have been an important part of that journey for them. They've obviously strengthened the classics department this year, but you for many years were the... Uh, you had Steen Vandenberg as well for a while, but you, you were the kind of guy flying the flag in the classics for the team. Yeah, I was also lucky with uh, how the UCI developed the point system. Eh? There were many, many points to, for, up for grabs in, uh, in the classics. And uh, yeah, for every team, it's, it's important, apparently. And uh, Vincent, he noticed that... Hmm, Three weeks Tour de France versus two days in the classics, you can you can grab up the same points with uh, much less effort. So let's invest in it as well. And does it feel different this year? Maybe more international. You've got you know Bob Jungels, Greg, and others coming in. Yeah, everything feels different compared to to other years. Uh, other years we the, the the team was was romance team, which was also great. I mean, I had a lot of fun with him. He's a very very good guy. But now, like the leaders of the team are more one day racers than uh, than obviously before. So yeah, it feels like a new team. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by The Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Go to supersapiens.com for more on how to track your energy levels and fuel for success. Hi everyone, I'm Sam Brand and I'm a professional cyclist with Team Nova Nordisk, uh, the world's first all-diabetes professional cycling team. We've had uh, a pretty mixed calendar this year. I did Milan San Remo again, and and although the result might not look the best, I had felt I had a really great race. You know, I felt I'd learned a lot more about myself those days on the bike where it's three hundred kilometers and it's hot. You know, it's it's one of those days where you don't understress the occasion. You know, the occasion is huge. So we're all on the start line trying to make the break in the Milan San Remo. I mean, in 
two years ago we had four guys in the break this year we had two guys in the break and that's phenomenal for a team off pro continental level you know of our level and um and then after that uh i went on and raced um a few races in, in roads uh so they were really good races for me you know i felt i i learned a lot in those every race at the moment is still a learning experience a learning curve but i'm i feel the trajectory is still going upwards sharply you know so i just want to race everything i want to race to the best of my ability hopefully there is a support role you know but hopefully I'll, i have the opportunity to push on and and you know in the second half of the season see what's possible from from here on out larry warbass became the first american rider to ride for ag2r in 2019 You've been on very international teams before. How did it compare to those teams? Did it feel like a very French institution when you joined? Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, for me, it was like at first a big adjustment, uh, especially because when I first came to the team, uh, my French was not exactly incredible. Uh, So I had learned French. I went to like a French school, an immersion school for a month. And then, uh, yeah, but before that, I didn't really have any French. So, yeah, it wasn't the easiest of the start because it is, yeah, it's a, it's a very French team. And, you know, most of the staff uh, is French. And, um, yeah, French is definitely, you know, the the main language. So for me, it was a little bit of an adjustment. But, yeah, after like uh, the first six months, I felt really at home. Um, so it is definitely a bit more of like a, a familial environment. Because, yeah, a lot of the staff has been there for 20, 30 years, you know, uh, so, so yeah, some guys have really been there from the start and, uh, the management, uh, they've actually, yeah, they've all been, uh, super close and friends since, uh, almost since they were, I think even maybe juniors. So they raced together from, yeah, really young age. And then they ended up starting the team together and yeah, it's cool. It's, you know, it's, it's, it is a different environment than a lot of, uh, the more international teams that I've been on because, yeah, those are more, you know, very like business-like, you know. Yeah, it is actually a bit more uh, like a like a kind of family, you know. So it was it was definitely different. Yeah, I really enjoy being there now, and I feel quite at home. Uh, you've been on teams as well, where I mean, for most teams, the the sort of insecurity is a way of life, isn't it? And you've been on a couple of teams that have have folded. The, yeah. the longevity of AG2R does that give the riders, do you think, a, a sort of extra sense of security that the team has been around for so long? Yeah, I mean, especially after last year, uh, I think that definitely magnified that feeling. You know, I think in the end, like, I don't think that's something a whole lot of people were that concerned about until, um, you know, the pandemic hit last year and we saw all these teams that were really struggling or cutting, you know, salaries and things like that. And I think uh, this last year it made everyone appreciate stability a lot more. And uh, yeah, that's something that's really nice in the French teams. And it's actually funny because... It is something when I uh, when I signed for the team, I'll never forget. I went for a ride with uh, Amal Monard, who uh, he was my former teammate in uh, BMC, and he's like, you know, the great thing with like a French team is like he's like, you know, you're gonna get paid at the end of the month, and he's like, you know, your team's is not gonna disappear tomorrow or you know whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I guess that even though that had happened to me twice, uh, that wasn't really a main concern mine and then after this last year i realized like oh actually there's definitely a very big thing to be said for that and what what's lavenue like as a, as a manager um do you have much contact with him yeah i mean he well he's super passionate and he comes to a lot of the races and he just absolutely loves cycling you know and that's that's pretty cool and i, I mean to be honest i have only 
great things to say about him because uh, he's probably one of the best people, like as in best human beings I've met, like as a manager. Do you know, like uh, he really is a human and that's not something you find that much uh, in cycling. You know, I think a lot of guys are really cutthroat businessmen and, uh, you know, he understands life and, and he respects uh you know, I think for him, he really does believe family comes first. And, you know, there's not really a lot of other managers in cycling that really think that way. And so, yeah, he's he's really human. And, and that's uh, pretty awesome. So, I, yeah, I think that's maybe the first time I've ever come across that in a boss uh, of a cycling team. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really nice. And I just I have to say he's like a really good person. And, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes he uh, he gets on us, you know, like if uh you know, if we're not riding the way, you know, we should or we're expected to. But uh, I would say, like, on the whole, he's, you know, he's just a really good person and, uh, like, a pleasure to, to ride for and work for. Aurelien Paris-Pantre is one of the great hopes of French cycling. He joined AG2R in 2018. You are from the Alps. You're from the area where the team is based. Does it feel like your home team? Yeah, for sure. Uh, since, since I was children, I always see... Uh, I Provence, I Mondial, uh, near my home. So for me, it was always an evidence to ride for this team. Uh, and it's been around for a long time. We are marking this year the 30 years the team has been around. Has that been important, do you think, in encouraging and inspiring young children, especially from that area, to really feel a connection to the team? Yeah, f- for sure. Uh, all staff and all riders work with uh, with confidence because Vincent has some sponsors since 30 years. Uh, everybody are really motivated to to begin the to to continue the adventure every year, every year. So yeah, I think it's a good company, good atmosphere. Everybody wants to work with a rider. Now we can see uh, some new rider from Belgium, Australian. So it's good for the team, I think. The last few years, I guess, it's been uh, built around Roman Bardet. Did his departure, has that changed the team? You mentioned some of the riders that have come in from Belgium and Australia, but has it, this year, does the team feel different at all? Yeah, it's different uh, without Roman, but Roman built a uh, lot of things in this team, a lot of new connaissance for, uh, about nutrition, about training camp in altitude. So Roman let his heritage here. Uh, for me, I can I can benefit about this. It's very really interesting, but yeah, with new rider from classic man. But the, the ADN ADN of the team is always a general classification, so I feel good here. Well, you are a, a rider that we thought of as a you know a GC rider. You you rode a, a good Giro last year. You're a good climber, and then we saw you win a bunch sprint at the start of the year. <laughs> what what happened there? Yeah, I'm fi- I'm think I'm a uh, polyvalent rider. I'm not a friend to to be part of a sprint or uh, echelon day. Uh, I'm really motivated ah, because uh, I'm I'm young, but yeah, I'm, I'm really polyvalent. But uh, yeah, for sure, uh, my my dream goal is to to win some GC because uh, I think it's a most historical part of cycling. Uh, every day uh, fighting for. Uh, fighting for every second I like this is that the heritage of the team as well the the, the GC the heritage of the team is it is it to focus on GC to become a, a GC rider yeah yeah 
yeah, for sure, uh, team a project uh, with two, three or four years to, for me to become a, a good rider. They, they have a good experience with Romain Pierre Latour. So I'm really confident with, uh, with the, the team to, to build my, uh, my competence to, to win some, some stage race. Like I, I said before, uh, it's for training camp, uh, for training camp nutrition. Uh, they, they love rider uh, for GC, they love climber. So for me, it's one reason when I uh, want to stay here. Ben O'Connor is the Australian riding high in the Tour de France in 2021. He sits fifth overall, having won the stage to teen. He joined AG2R in 2021. Do I feel any more pressure or pride or responsibility leading a, a French team of the Tour de France? And uh, I would say no. If anything, the kindness they've shown to me during this whole Tour de France has been uh, has been really humbling. And uh, and yeah, it's been satisfying. It's good for your heart. Uh, um, Vincent Lavenu, the team boss, is... Uh, He's a real champion and he doesn't ask any more than, than 100% effort. I think if you make mistakes and stuff like the wind and, you know, silly seconds, then for sure he would be angry. But if you fully commit to to a plan and, and, and then, and then you, you really show that you've put in effort, then uh, then he's a happy man and you can see the the pride that he has in uh in running this team it goes with all the directors and the soigneurs and uh and the chef and the mechanics it's uh if anything it brings them all uh happiness and pleasure because it's also different to the to the past before with with uh roman um i wouldn't say it's a changing of the guard but it's a changing of i guess of scene that yeah i'm a bit of a outlier in in, in the team no, that's the wrong word, but I'm an outlier and I'm Australian, um, not French, but I think it brings uh, a, a, a fresh breeze, a, a lightness to the team um, that kind of breaks, I guess, a tradition too. So, yes, it brings more pride, but it doesn't bring any more responsibility. Perhaps in the future, <laughs> the whole team is proud now. Um, and I think we've shown courage and shown shown strength and, uh, and determination and, uh, and commitment to the cause. Um, we really now only have uh, one more real big mountain stage to go. Um, where you're going to see us at the front trying every single day and, uh, and trying to put me up into, into the best GC spot possible. I hope to hold this fifth place for myself, my teammates and the whole team here at Asia Desert Sichuan, uh, so I can pay them back for all the hard work that they've shown and, and, and given me. So, yeah. You've been listening to an episode of Kilometer Zero by The Cycling Podcast. It was produced by Will Jones.